All right, folks. We all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA. You're listening to the Northern Hunter Podcast, home of all things hunting, fishing, and outdoors in Alaska. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. We are, you are joining us here at Deer Camp. We are down in southeast Alaska right now. We have been for, probably, how long have we been here? Now? About a week or so now. <laughs> about, right, about a week, about a week so. yeah. Well, so you guys have been here for about a week, and I've been here for over two now. Nice. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah, I'm James Payne, by the way. I'm here with uh, Dalton Gray. How you doing? Yep, and Mariah Humphreys. And right now we are enjoying a uh, nice nice meal of deer tongue. Yeah, this is your guys' first time eating deer freshly, tongue, I think. Freshly fried by Dalton. Yep, yep. fresh out of the cast right. iron. You're going to get our uh, opinions, James and I's thoughts on this. Yeah, tell me what you think. <laughs> just don't literally just don't chew into off. the mic, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it's just, uh, it's just cooked in a cast iron with mm. salt, pepper, cayenne. And fried in butter. Oh, that's good. Yeah, a little bit of crispy texture on the wow. outside. Isn't that mm-hmm. good? Now you're a fan. Very good. Yeah. A lot of people don't keep the tongues in a lot of their animals because hmm. they just think of it as like this nasty thing that is just, mm-hmm. you know, people just associate mouths with being dirty. Just and a- it's true, but it's just a big muscle. And the texture mm-hmm. is awesome. That's so. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of tongue. I mean, it's nice and... Um, it is tender, but it's not tender like you think of meat falling apart in your mouth. It's more tender like you just got this firm bite down without any like sinew or anything right. getting in your way. You just right. bite down and it's all right. yeah. really good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What is this like two two tongues we got sitting here in this bowl? Yep. Two nice. deer tongues, which mm-hmm. I guess gives away the fact that we've been successful. <laughs> yes, on yes this we trip. have been. Right, yeah. Up yeah. to this point, uh, my buddy shot one on the last day of our first week out here mm-hmm. at camp. And then you guys got in here and mm-hmm. conditions worsened. And Ooh, yeah. we didn't see any deer hardly. I saw one each day, two days at the beginning, but no opportunities yeah. to shoot. Right. Yep. It was just bumping them in the trees. And. Not until, what, three days ago now. And mm-hmm. then I shot right. a doe yep. one night, a small one. Like, very, very, like, on the way home. Yeah. Yep. Like, we were, yep. yeah. Yep, back to the back to the deer camp here. Yeah. It was almost dark, and uh, <laughs> one stepped out, and, you know, hop out and yep. take a quick stalk and shoot it. And that was the first one of 
the week. Uh, mm-hmm. The first one that I'd shot in a week and a half of hunting. Yeah. So yep. that was, you know, I didn't really care how big it was because I didn't know if I was getting another <laughs> chance because the hunting had been so hard and the deer weren't moving very much. So we shot that one mm-hmm. and then, you know, then things progressed from there. The next, was that the day after that that was? Yeah. The day after that. Yeah. The Mo the... had gotten a stalk on the beach and mm-hmm. one evaded him. Yeah. And then and that was when you... I, I got on the one. That you was, took a long shot yeah. on a beach spot. Yep. At what five fifty? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty close and to that. didn't and miss then, by much. No, no, that thing, that thing flinched. Just yeah. From that. Yeah. And so that was a clean miss. And then I was up for another chance. And mm-hmm. on again on the way back to camp <laughs> in the last hour of right. light, <laughs> I spotted a deer on a beachhead. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, pulled the boat in and. You know, you kind of make your way up the beach and kind of sneak in for a shot. And I was sitting there, and I, I think, did. I, th- I think it's time we interject for just a moment. Yeah. So Dalton crawls over to the to where where the beach comes out, where he's got a spot where he can see the deer and make a mm-hmm. shot. I'm sitting in the boat. James is holding the boat because he's wearing waders. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the, end the boat of the day, from smashing yeah. up against the rocks. Coldest day we had to that point. Yeah. Yeah. It was down in the teens that day. Yeah. Yeah. I was knee deep in water. And he was knee deep in water around his waders, and his yeah. feet were freezing. Yep, I had to pee. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was standing there going, "I gotta pee," but I don't want to do anything, make noise in the boat. So I wasn't gonna yeah. climb out of the boat. So I had to make my way down the beach a decent ways, probably a hundred yards or a little bit a little more over, than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. probably hundred fifty yards. That bend. But to get around the bends where I could see the deer standing out there, and there was a down log. I was able to just sit in the beach grass and then rest. My, the end of my rifle up mm-hmm. on this downed log and I had a great rest sitting down and the deer was right at like 198 mm-hmm. yards it was just under yeah. 200 yards and it was a little button buck and you know which I don't discriminate this no. is largely a meat hunt anyway it's just for fun and you know this is December so right. half the bucks have dropped their antlers anyway which right. we'll get into later yeah but so this buck I could tell was a little button buck and it was by itself at that point but it kept facing my direction and so I didn't want to shoot it quartering very you know very steeply because I didn't want to hit any shoulder meat Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or you know hind quarter on an exit so and and I'm shooting a seven rem mag with 150 grain Hornady CX monolithic bullet or mono metal I guess but anyway so I was waiting for it to turn broadside and as I'm watching it in the glass just waiting and waiting and waiting I heard a bunch of ice crunching up in the woods behind that deer and the deer kind of picked its head up and looked behind it. And I thought, well, I guess that's just ice falling off a tree limb or something like that. You know, whatever. Sticks are always falling in the rainforest down here. So whatever. But I didn't really Especially give it after. any attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I waited another probably minute. And then the deer finally turned broadside. And I shot it. And it, you know, did a mule kick and kind of humped up. Mm-hmm. And then I, I watched the shot. In the scope, I watched my impact, and then as I was racking the bolt, I, I well, b- because I shoot both eyes open, mm-hmm. I noticed in my left eye outside the scope that there was something else standing on the beach that wasn't the first deer. Mm-hmm. And I so I turned the gun, and there's this big buck standing <laughs> looking. <laughs> it was all postured up. You know, okay, so you remember the old Bambi movie mm-hmm. where Bambi's father or whatever <laughs> is this like majestic looking deer and standing up all chest puffed out just, overlooking just the, the one ray of sunshine yeah. beaming down exactly on <laughs> that's how it looked through my rifle scope 
<laughs> I kid you not. I looked over there, and this deer is like postured up, like just straight up, just looking right at me. And I thought, oh, that is a really big deer. Kaboom. Yeah. And so I, I wasn't about to let it step off into the nope. trees. And, and so I shot the first one. It kicked, and then I looked over. The big one was standing there. I'd already reloaded. Mm-hmm. I held right center between the shoulders, right below the neck, and shot it square in the base of the neck and went all the way through it. It mm-hmm. it collapsed and then took off running up towards the yeah. trees. And the, the, and the first one was still standing there at that point. It had kind of staggered back up. And so I thought, well, mm-hmm. I've already shot twice. Let's put an insurance one in this one because yeah. I don't know why it's still standing there. So I shot it again, yeah. you know, in the ribs, whatever. It didn't really ruin much meat on that deer at all. I've been pretty surprised on the amount of meat that we haven't ruined. Yeah, if you keep your shots in the ribs, it's not that you know it's not that difficult to to avoid destroying any meat. And so we, I ran back to the boat, and you're standing there going, "Man, I am just freezing." (laughs) I was. You'd been standing in that Uh you know sub freezing temperature water in your waders for the last probably ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, because it was probably ten. It was. I would be willing to bet it was 15 minutes between the time you jumped out of the boat yeah. on the beach and you yeah, actually probably. got a shot yeah well and, and and it was so cold i'm sitting there waiting for the broadside mm-hmm. shot angle on the first one on the little button buck and my hands i'd taken off my mittens in the boat yep. and my hands were just frozen i'm gonna dive so, back in this tongue. yeah yeah get in there get, get some stuff. more uh, chunks of deer tongue there um, so an- anyway, I, my hands were so cold. I'm sitting there pulling my hand off the gun and, you know, trying to blow warm air into my hands. And then I, then I'd yeah. fogged up the rear lens on my scope mm-hmm. with my breath. And so I had to yep. wait for that to, you know, clear out whatever, which wasn't a problem. So anyway, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, kind of a hassle and it was really cold and uncomfortable and it eventually gave us a shot. So anyway, mm-hmm. After the shots happened, after I knew I had hit both of them, I'd seen the reactions, and huge thanks to the muzzle brake that I'm shooting, being able to see yeah. my impacts. And that was the whole point of having at that brake on there to begin with. And at yeah. two, at 200 yards, yeah. I was able to watch. Now, that being said, I wasn't zoomed in. I, I have a Leica rifle scope on that 7 mag, mm-hmm. and it's 3 to 18. It's a 6-power zoom ratio. Yeah. So... I could have been, you know, all the way up to 18, whatever, you know, I, but I, I don't like that because you lose your field of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I, I think I was, I think I'd zoomed in like five or six power. Yeah. So not that much. And so I, I was able to watch my impacts at 200 yards, which was phenomenal. So I knew I had hit both deer. The first one, after I shot it the second time, mm-hmm. went straight down, you mm-hmm. know, like, yeah. like a sack of potatoes. The big buck that had taken the shot straight on forward in the base of the neck had taken off towards the woods mm-hmm. after it kind of humped up for a second and, you know, regained its feet and then took off. And as you guys found out, these deer don't just usually collapse. Unless you hit yeah. them high shoulder, usually they're not just going to sack yeah. and hit the ground. Yeah. And yeah. it's surprising when you get up to them, you're like, man, how's an animal this, relatively speaking, small, yeah. this tough? But yeah. they're they're a hardy animal, very hardy. That's the, probably the biggest thing that surprised me is yeah. not yeah. only how sneaky they are, but yeah. how yeah. how tough. Very they are. elusive, but very tough. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've shot moose with a thirty out six, and it knocked it over. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I shoot a deer with a three hundred, and it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just stares, runs off, just stares like, at you. Yeah. yeah. And so I got back to the boat, 
you guys were freezing. We hopped in the boat and pulled it up. All the while, we're losing water on the tide really quickly. Losing water and losing light. Yes. Yep. Very At this point, we're getting yeah. to the point where it's hard to even see up into the trees yeah. where the big buck went. So yep. I'm hustling to reload my rifle because I had yep. fired all three rounds in my gun. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm reaching into the side pouch on my bino harness to grab you know three of my five extra <laughs> shells that I have in there. And so we get up there, and the one is laying right where I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I looked up to my left, and where uh, where there was an opening where the big buck had taken off into, it was all open in there. It was just old growth and just big trees spaced out like every 20 yep. yards. Yep. And that buck was laying right there. And I saw his head move, and I could see his white patches on his throat. So that's what I saw was just his head, but it was so dark I couldn't even see where his, where his body was. Mm-hmm. And those deer, you know, they have that brown hide, but it looks gray in low light. Mm-hmm. You, you, it's not a distinct, you know, jump out at you color, which is part of what makes them really hard to see. The in, underside in, of the... Yeah. The rest of the guard hair is is gray. Yeah, yeah. So they blend in really well. Right, and they're very hard to see up in the trees and in the brush, which is why they survive. But anyway... So I, since it was moving and it was up in the trees, I couldn't tell if it was still standing up or not, or if it had bedded mm-hmm. down. Turns out it was bedded down. I was standing probably 80 yards away, and I just racked around and just shot it. I, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew it was a big deer, and I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want to take a chance yeah. on it. And so I shot it again, and that shot put it down for good, and yeah, that was that. Sure and did. that was a huge buck. That one, that one was a three by three with eye guards. Mm-hmm. Nice, very tall. Nice tall genetic and it's wide enough you know yeah. it's 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 a really nice mature black tail yeah. buck it's a it's a stud and it was the biggest bodied one that we got yeah yours was the next biggest oh one yeah that you shot james yeah um but yeah it was it was a great day but that at that point i had shot three in two days and we were starting <laughs> to see a lot of deer the day that i shot those two bucks we had seen like five deer total yep, yep. after seeing one a day for two days out of the first well, three and that was the thing is just the, the amount of opportunity. Or four. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The first four I, days, we saw yeah. two deer. Yeah. And it, I saw both of them, and they were both yeah. by themselves in the trees walking away. Yep. So no chances up to that point mm-hmm. in four days. And I had hunted a week prior to that yeah. and gotten no chances. Yep. So by four days into our half of the hunt, mm-hmm. I was getting a little bit nervous. So anyway, next yep. day comes around, and, and you guys that, can. That was... Yeah, that was insane. Good, that that <laughs> was that was probably one of the better days of deer hunting I've ever had down yeah. here. It was cold. In seven or eight so years. So cold. Yeah. That was, we, we woke we, up that morning and on the boat ride over to that area. We had I a little mean, distance my, to go. My eyes were icing up in the boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> your eyes would water from the cold wind and they just freeze. It wasn't raining. To blink to clear it wasn't them up. snowing. It no, was it was just perfectly no. bluebird day. Except yeah. that it was cold. Well, it was yeah. misty. And, and, so well, and the sun yeah. was behind some, some mist and some yeah. clouds. Yep, yep. Yeah, so anyway, so we get into this spot. and um, <laughs> So we are all, we just decided to beach because we're all freezing in this little boat. Mm-hmm. So we get on the beach and we're literally like just standing in a circle, moving our legs, moving our hands, you know, yep. just trying to, to circulate. Sitting in a boat when you're, riding i don't know mm-hmm. how fast we were going but i mean the wind was hitting us pretty good and we'd been in the, it was probably mm-hmm. what 30 minute ride over there but um so we're we're just trying to warm up and we're just keeping a 
keeping a constant eye out, just looking in circles. And I think that's when we, we spotted the one yeah. you went after. Yeah. So we were, were, were on rotation. We were standing there, you know, walk, yeah, like walking in circles, goofing off, trying to stay warm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dalton, he's got a real nice pair of binoculars that we're envious of, and they're nice and clear. That's the reason why well, we didn't the deer spot with my it. naked eye. At, well, yeah, at that's that what he part. says. That's, that's why I that's looked at it with binoculars. <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing with him. But yeah. Um, he sees a deer at about a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was up for shot next. Um, James and I decided to try to hike down the beach to see if we could, we could close the distance. Yeah. But the beach juts in and out with coves and inlets and stuff and creeks. And, uh, I mean, we made a lot, we got a lot of distance, but once yeah. we got close enough for a shot, three or 400 yards. Well, the big holdup was I'm wearing waders. So right. I, I could just go right through the Right. Creek. And I you wasn't, had your, your I had to go around these spots yeah. and stuff like that. And by the time we got to where I could have made a shot, I had, a, I don't know, 15 seconds. Maybe. I had him in my scope, but it was sta- full standing shot, 300 yards. 300 yards. And I had no. Two, at that point, it was four hundred. It was four hundred yards, and I had a shooting sticks that kept collapsing whenever <laughs> I tried to <laughs> support on them. Um, so I didn't try to make a shot. I, I would have if I had more time, but I just mm-hmm. didn't have time to set up. Yeah, Once I got soon, set up, he disappeared. As behind soon the, as we got out on that little outcropping, there he just started walking. Right, he disappeared behind yeah. another outcropping that was a little bit bigger than the one we were on, and oh. uh, so we waved Dalton over with the boat. He takes me across. I jump out on the other side, set up at 250. Yeah, it was about 225. And, and, yeah. and he's so. getting spooked because he's seeing us. So I um, yeah. I rush I rush a shot, and but I I, I hit him. Yep, yep. yep. So, so so just kind of to back up, I saw that you guys were out of visibility. Right. From 1,050 back where I'd spotted it from, where we had anchored the boat up mm-hmm. at the you know at at the mouth of that little inlet there, and so I was watching the deer which I could tell was a buck, you know, and mm-hmm. I was really excited about that. Because <laughs> all the bucks have a lot bigger bodies than the does down there. Right. So anyway, I could see that you guys were out of room and that he had walked behind this big rock outcropping. So I, you know, preventatively jumped in the boat, and I'm idling the boat in gear up yep. this real shallow inlet, working my way up towards you guys to get you to the other side of the inlet to where right. you can see yep. him again. Right. So, you know, I, and it, I mean, it was like 50 yards. Across I guess the for inlet, the listener's but. sake, we should say it's illegal to shoot from a boat. Mm-hmm. It is. Yep. So we, and I, I sneaked up there and I was out of view of the deer the entire time in the boat mm-hmm. because of where he had walked over at the head of that little inlet yep. there. So you guys piled in there really quietly, you know, making sure we didn't bump anything yeah. or no the boat plankton, didn't make no. any it's noise. It's hard to do with rubber boots in a metal bottom boat. <laughs> yeah. They squeak like yeah. nobody's business. Exactly. So we just idled across the other side, you know, 30 yards, and that's oh. all it took. And yep. that was the angle that we needed well, to get. And it just so happened that the, the side we were on, standing on when we decided to take off down the beach, yeah. had all the jagged in and yeah. out. Uh-huh. The other out side was like a clear, perfectly gl- straight, yeah. clear yeah. grass run. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, gravel and grass. That was it. Yep. No, no in and outs. Yep. No, no crit yep. crossing. So. Yep. And so I took you across the other side, thirty yards, and you hopped out. And did you I, did you sit down or kneel down? And I, shoot I was off kneeling. Or, I was kneeling. Shot yeah. off my knee. That's right. Okay. And yeah. uh, just propped the elbow up on the knee. And yep. Was able to make a shot i mean my heart was racing but he was getting ready to spook so i just as yeah, soon yeah. as i got sights on him I, I pulled the trigger fairly quickly and 
And hit, hit him a little bit far back. Hit him a little far back, one. a little yeah. low, but uh, it gut shot him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really gut shot him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, he had some uh, had some bowels. Uh, yeah, sorry. But, you know, uh, I'll make a comment real quick. Some people, you know, think, well, how could you make a bad shot? Yeah, well, wounded animal and they're suffering and all this stuff. We, we don't, that's not our yeah, intention. Yeah, and we did yeah. everything we could to end it very quickly. Yeah. And, but, and a lot of the times, if you don't hear about those kinds of stories, it's just because people aren't telling exactly. you. Exactly. It's not yeah. that it doesn't happen. Stuff so, like that happens to everybody. Yeah. And if, if, if you're not willing to admit it. And if you say that it never happens to you, then you obviously don't yeah. hunt very much. Right. right. So, <laughs> spirit of education. Yes. It, yeah. it does happen. Yeah. And right. It, it, it wasn't an ideal first hit, but it was a hit and it humped up. You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 okay. I, I'm saying humped up a lot. I guess I should clarify. It's when they arch their back Correct. and they mm-hmm. kind of get up on their toes, if you will. Yeah. Uh-huh. They kind of it's it's just what they do when they get hit. Usually, anybody that's hunted, I mean, pretty much any species of deer does that. Yeah. So I mean, if, if you know if you've yeah. hunted whitetail or anything like that, if so. they don't do the classic jump in the air and yep. kick their back legs like mm-hmm. a mule, yeah. then they kind of hunch up like that. It was an interesting. It was an interesting shot, looking at the the hide and and, and skinning it out because yeah. the bullet. Uh, I mean, I hit the uh, scrotum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sliced open the underside of his guts, I totally and I went through his guts. That's right. I forgot about <laughs> that. In the nuts. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that was... <laughs> I was trying to be professional about it, but okay. <laughs> um, anyhow, but it sliced his guts open and yeah. uh, dropped him out, and it was a blood trail like I've never seen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there had to be a half dozen. Yeah. foot oh, yeah. diameter yeah. patches of blood in, yeah. in, a, in and 30 so, yeah. yards so that that being said he did kind of yeah. wobble up into the brush well, and again just a test we didn't want to shoot him again yeah. but the thing just wouldn't give it up so i said you guys go up into the trees yep. i'm sure he's laying up in there dead just drag him back out to the beach and we'll clean him <laughs> yep and you guys walked up in there and i'm standing out there at the boat and the deer runs out 50 yep. yards down the beach and runs out into the water yep, yep. i'm like uh, hey guys! <laughs> well, and and at that point, we were already up in the trees aiming at him, or Mo was. Yeah. Yes, no, I was when yeah. when, yeah. when you yelled at me. I, yeah, we were. I, I had my yeah. rifle so on him. As soon as I yelled, "Hey guys!" You, I, I hear Mo up in the trees. Yeah, I got him. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was standing out there up to the water, halfway up his chest, yeah. and I'm waiting, 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 and kaboom! And he hit him in the ribs that second. Oh, that shot. was a perfect yeah. shot. That, that, that was away, perfect. Went behind one quarter under the other, sliced off the top of the heart, but the heart was still good to eat. Yep. Yep. Didn't hurt the liver. Hardly any meat Sliced damage, off if the any. front of the lungs. Oh, uh, yeah, there was, yeah. Um, I, I got everything ideal. off of that deer. Yeah. So, he, uh, <laughs> the, at that point, the deer tried to make a few bounds, and, you know, it tried to cross the channel, yeah. and it, that is know, by far the died out toughest in the animal I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my life. goodness. Yeah. It, so just, take it would not those? give it up. I've never like, seen a moose last that long. Yeah. No. From the time your first hit was till the time we made it in there and you made a second shot was probably easily three to four minutes. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And all the blood it lost, I mean, yeah. it just, it, and it was still going just yeah. fine. It was yeah. swimming. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. So. Until it stopped on a rock, thankfully, which made it easy to, yeah. to, to put him which, out of his again, misery. Which, again, is not ideal and we don't make well, a habit yeah, nope. of this, but, 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 but it's a testament thing. to how tough I tried. I have chest waders and yeah. I tried to wade out to this thing to retrieve it after mm-hmm. Mo, had, Mo had dropped it. And I'm. I'm six foot six. Yeah. So chest waders are what? Four, you were five at foot, least something like that. You were at least four feet and of I, water I, there. I almost like I couldn't get to the right. to the deer. So it swam to that shelf that it was standing on. Yeah. It didn't. That was not. It didn't walk out. Yeah. There. So this was yep. a uh, very what a very nice buck. Uh, yeah. Nice nice yep. uh, two pointer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Forky with eye yeah. guards. Yep. But yep. 
one antler was gone already because it is right. December, mid-December. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, we drag him up on the beach and <laughs> just drop him, and the other antler pops off. <laughs> I I was just telling you guys a story. I said, man, he only has one antler, but it's kind of yep. neat. You know, it looks like it looks like the coloration of where the other one was mm-hmm. is dark enough that that other antler has been gone for at least a few days, yeah. if, not if not longer. Not a week or two, yeah. And so I was telling you guys, I said, yeah, last year my buddy and I killed one, a big one, this late. And right as we were positioning him for pictures, one of them popped off. <laughs> and right as I said that, yeah. <laughs> James had drug it up on the beach, and he just let the head kind of tap the ground, and it just, just popped right off. Yeah, yep. you guys will see some pictures on the Northern Hunter Instagram and our personal Instagrams yeah. when we get back of, of all these things. of. A deer, uh, me holding a deer that looks like the antlers on, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> if you notice, I'm pinching it between my thumb and forefinger, and yeah. it's just, yep. Yep. which yep. is we'll... not a problem, and it's easy. Oh, for yeah, a, it's easy to yeah. fix. It's easy for a taxidermist just to epoxy it or yeah. you know do something with that. And I, I know it's a not... taxidermist that's yeah. pretty good with that yeah, stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, be, be sure. Mo has a good point. Be sure to check out the Instagram for the the uh, company page. And, yeah, we'll have we've, we'll, we've been taking a lot of pictures. Yeah. On you want to see what these ones are like? Yeah, we've got some pretty. And then while I'm cutting up that deer mm-hmm. i was looking around and i saw another deer pop out yep. 150 yards away from us yep and you can go ahead and take over yeah from there, so that James. one um that was my my second opportunity there and uh so mo's doing his thing i'm trying to get my rifle ready i have it nearby but um and <laughs> kind of the same thing so i'm i get up on the beach get the range get down on my gun and where we're at is is it was kind of I want I don't want to say hilly but kind of rolling so I wasn't able to go prone mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so I did the same thing as Mo I grabbed the shooting sticks and I go to position my shot off these shooting sticks and again they just collapse on me I mean it's the, it completely shrink up invest in good shooting sticks well and I don't even know if these ones are b- bad or or what I mean it but anyway so Something wasn't tight. The deer was walking away, and so I decided to try and make a freehand shot. Now, typically, that's not an issue. Unfortunately, the rifle I chose to bring with me to this adventure is a Pertnir 14-pound. Yeah, um, I grabbed that thing and long... after carrying mine, and I feel like I... Yeah, it, it's yeah. a very heavy bull barrel, you know, uh, wood stock, 300 wind mag, and not ideal, because... It's not just heavy, but it's front heavy. All yeah. all the weight is at the end of the barrel, and so I felt like I was fairly stable, but I kind of knew I was I was trying to kind of catch that swing, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Like you're coming up. Yep. And, and so I did that. And I've got a story about that later. Yep. And uh, clean miss, and I, I it the deer just kind of jumped a little bit to the noise. I. It, has a muzzle break on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Dalton and I went over there to investigate just to make sure. We're like, you know, looking for blood, looking for anything. There's nothing. We find the tracks. We find exactly where the deer was standing. We followed it into the woods. Yep. It's a clear, clear miss, clear the deer was fine. Um, and I'm beating myself up about it because, you know, obviously I, I want to be able to, to take some meat home. And yep. I'm, you know, not wanting to just be out here working my butt off trying to find these deer and, you know, not be able to take yeah. one home. Yeah. And so we're, Dalton and I are sitting there and I'm talking about, you know, the, my, my sorrows with this yeah. particular <laughs> yeah. rifle setup and my, my poor choice and weapon to bring down here. And, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, and I should have brought my other, you know, my, my six, five PRC or, you know, this, mm-hmm. uh, I'm chucking this gun in the, in the ocean. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, all, all the emotions you feel there when, were you, some when you've very, missed. Very, uh, very <laughs> negative comments made about your gun <laughs> after that second. Piece. And, uh, you know, oh, it's the curse, the curse is back. But, yeah. uh, so then as we're talking, I look across the bay mm-hmm. on the other side and I'm like, wow, deer right there. Mm-hmm. And he ranges it, and we're looking at six fifty. Thought it was seven something at the very beginning. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was but right from it where we were standing to where he was is seven fifty. So we're yeah. there's, we but, jump in the boat, and we're like, "Look, this is, yeah, I, you know, this is redemption." Um, Mo yeah. was still cleaning his deer. Yeah, um, I can't actively. see any of this. I hear yeah. the boat start up and shut off, and I hear the boat start up and shut off. Yep. And so Dalton and I jump back in the boat, mm-hmm. and we we start going across the lake, and, and we're. Or not the lake, but yeah, we call it the bay. And yeah. so, and we're crunching through ice because it is cold that mm-hmm. day. I mean, yep. super cold. So right. we're just going in idle in very in, slow. Right. In well, in the gear, direction of the wind know, that day had blown very, all that ice into that yeah. little spot you guys are in. Yeah. So we're looking, and he's getting in closer. All right, 600, 500. And so and we're looking around, and we're like, man, this is wide open. I'm trying to find a yeah. spot on the beach. What we decided to do was there's this little itty bitty ten foot by ten foot island with one tree, with one tree oh, really? <laughs> growing mm-hmm. on it, and so he's like, "I'm gonna drop you off on there. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll just have to make that work." Okay, cool. And we so, used that for cover, yeah, to hide the boat yep. as we were coming. Put in that between that island. the boat and the deer. Yeah, came up on that. I jumped out the bow and made sure we stopped. No crunches. You yep. jumped out, held the boat. I grabbed my pack for support. Yep. And I I sit down put my back up against a rock and set my rifle on my pack and yep. and I'm just leaning into this and uh and at that point I'd range it at like 398 398 yep, yep. so I, I dial my scope make sure everything's good to go and, and and here's the funny thing so the first two deer I didn't get buck fever at all yeah I didn't feel my my heart was elevated like it is anytime you're about to yeah. you know hopefully be successful at a hunt mm-hmm. but I mean nothing crazy it's not like you know my first black bear or anything mm-hmm. like that so um but once I had had these consecutive misses, I'm like, yeah, right. man, the pressure's on now. Yeah. I cannot miss a third time. Yeah. So <laughs> my heart was elevated not because of the deer, but because of me. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if it's me. Maybe, am, I, am I out of whack? Is my weapon out of whack? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you range me at, at 400, basically. I dial my scope, and I'm just leaning into this thing. And I'm feeling real confident. I'm real stable. And then off in the distance, we hear a boom. Yeah. Shot. Yeah. Somebody way down Somebody, the bay somewhere. Yeah. And it was shot close it. enough, and though, that from my position, I thought it was them. Yeah. And it stuff cool. echoes like well, James, crazy yeah. back in here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the shotgun mm-hmm. uh, rounds that we fired off duck hunting down here, I mean, just the way it echoes mm-hmm. is just insane. But so anyway, so the deer I have in my scope starts to, it looks up mm-hmm. and starts to take a step. Yeah. And I just I got it in on it. Boom! Yeah. And just that thing launched. Oh, I yeah. mean, it jumped and arched its mm-hmm. back, and then yeah. came back down. Yeah. And it, that one we knew for sure yeah, was a direct. There was hit. a yeah. definite reaction. No denying that. And uh, it kind of stumbled into the woods, and you could tell uh, yeah. it was not having a good time of it. So, and I, I was watching we were... <laughs> it in the binoculars too. Mm-hmm. I saw it break through the trees, and I watched it go in like ten yards. And I'm yep. thinking in the back of my mind. 
Oh, great. <laughs> great. Because uh, once these deer make it into the woods, yeah. if they have any life left at all, if they decide to go into the thick stuff, yep. it gets really hard to find them. Yeah. So anyway, so continue. But so yeah, so we, we ended up actually making the decision to go back and get Mo because the yep. tide was The tide, tide was, was switching. In. And, in the, <laughs> and yeah. so Mo. The the place that Mo was cleaning his deer at was shrinking by the minute. Yep, I yeah. mean, he, the pressure's on yeah. for this thing. And so we roll around, and Mo has like a, a one-foot section of gravel left to work with before he gets up on the bank. And, yeah. And it, it was as funny as all get out. So we, I run over there. We're grabbing the, the quarters and throwing yep, everything yep. in, get the hide and all that, and putting it in the boat. And uh, I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, so we get across to where I shot mine, and we... We had made some markers before, and we yep. locate where it was. Mm-hmm. There it was. Didn't go twenty. I mean, it was right inside the tree line, about yep. you know, about ten feet, fifteen feet. Yep. And uh, just laying down. And it was a so. big body deer. Big yeah. body deer. And that one. And so no, that one didn't have one, antlers. It was a buck, but it had already yeah, dropped already both dropped antlers. Both yeah. antlers just had two but two bald spots. I so. walked up to that deer. I saw it laying there on a little ice, you know, frozen over ice yep. patch inside the tree line. I saw it just laying there. And I said, oh, yeah, I found it. Walked yep. up in there and just grabbed it by the front leg, thinking I'll just drag it out to the snow on yep. the beach. And I picked it up, and I kind of stretched it out as I was trying to drag it. And I went, oh, man, yeah, that's a huge body. <laughs> this, is, this is a buck for sure, man. Yeah. And so I drug it out there, and sure enough, two, yeah. little, and I, two little nubs on top yep. where it had just popped the antlers off. N- not too long ago either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and, one was pretty recent. And, and you know, it's, it kind of sucks in one aspect because it's, I mean, everybody wants to see some cool antlers, oh, but yeah. at the same time, I'm so grateful that it just has a nice big body. Yep. You know, it's a lot of meat, a lot of, yeah. Just, and and you got a deer whole... after, and, you, and yeah. you shot a deer after what? Yeah. That was a sixth that, day? That, well, that not was... only was it redemption for, for me, but it was redemption for my weapon. I knew that. Oh, you know, yeah. And at 400 <laughs> right. yards, I mean, obviously yeah. my gun was on. And at I, 400 yards, you made a direct, perfect, up, yeah. down, you know, everything yep. was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. right behind the shoulder. Yeah. So, um. You know, and I'm and I'm shooting, albeit I'm not shooting my reloads. I'm shooting a, a factory load that's uh, not what I'm usually set up with, uh, just due to not usually a long range load by any means. No, no, I'm shooting partitions. So two hundred grainers. Yeah, nozzle partitions. So and at that distance, your velocity was twenty one, twenty one hundred, twenty one and a half. And, he, and you're there. shooting so, a three hundred wind mag. Yes, I don't know if you're making yep. that yet. Yep, yep. my three hundred wind mag. So, uh, you know, it, it was it did perfect it, it entered in it didn't make a huge hole on the way in mm-hmm. destroyed the boiler room mm-hmm. absolutely just pummeled the lungs yeah didn't hit the heart came out the other side didn't do any meat damage really so yeah yep. uh, barely touched I, the liver yeah, barely touched perfect. the liver yeah had yep. to cut a little bit off of it but yeah um i think that was just the sheer shock value yep. um yeah but yeah i mean it was a function phenomenally it hit right where i was intending so mm-hmm. i mean that's just you know again the wrong weapon for the right wrong place but um, it's it's nice to know that once, and that's what that weapon was designed for. Mm-hmm. You know, I was shooting from a rest. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But um, so I'll be re- readjusting for next year. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> definitely bringing something that's a lot more easy to do a offhand shot with. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I mean, and, and that's one thing I, you know, never hunting down in in mm-hmm. an area of this part of the state. I wasn't a hundred percent sure what to expect, and yeah, freehand shots are pretty common down here from what i'm seeing i mean yep. sometimes you do have a chance to get in on a, a yep. long range you know you, where you've got time mm-hmm. but a lot of the time i mean half these deer that well, we even shot, the five we're looking at even us, that shot that like, was 500 yards you didn't have time to settle in no if you had you probably yeah. would have nailed it that yeah. one was a I, it was a little bit of a hail mary and i kind of mm-hmm. knew it ahead of time but 
the deer just wasn't going to. We hadn't seen a deer in four days. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And so you guys shot all three of yours on. One day. Day five or six of the Whatever day yesterday, whatever yesterday was. I think today is six. I think think today is six. So I think it was day five. Maybe, yeah. So I shot one on day three, Mm -hmm. two on day four. Yep. And then you guys shot three on day five. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Which gets yeah. us into, right? Yeah. So so we roll over there. We we're losing light at this point. It's it's pushing. We got probably an hour and a half yep. of daylight by the time we if re- recovered that. mine. If even that. Yeah. So we just quickly threw it in the boat and mm-hmm. and got mm-hmm. back. Well, yeah. I was gonna say we had been in so much deer action that yeah. day. From the time that I spotted Moe's buck mm-hmm. from a thousand, like and I sent you guys in on that yeah. stock, probably what nine thirty ten, yeah, something like that, somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, that took at least forty five minutes yeah. till the time you actually shot that deer. Yep. And then the other one stepped out that you missed, and then you and I were over there mm-hmm. scraping through the woods, you know, yep. seventy five yards in there, looking for blood, following yep. the tracks, Just verifying, making sure, and we spent. 20 minutes doing that, yeah. half hour yeah. if not more. In between that, we had been cleaning Moe's deer yeah. for a good while, taking pictures. That, it's amazing how and fast then cleaning the time it. that. We were so busy that day. It was day. 2 we o'clock and then, and then you shot yours. We yeah. went across to retrieve it, and you guys said, oh, it's 2 o'clock. And I went, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get out of here. We hadn't even eaten lunch yet. Yeah. yeah. We, we hadn't even remembered to eat lunch. Yeah. So it was nonstop doing something with deer, either yep. stalking, or looking for blood, or yeah. shooting another one. When it's good, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. For four hours, yeah. we were on deer. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was a great day. It was really cold. Um, the snow had really set up and frozen in, and it kind of mm-hmm. pushed them down low where, where we were seeing more that day. So, anyway, we yeah. started going back towards camp uh, over here, and pulling into... The Green Mile is a is a stretch of beach yep. that yeah. I have had <laughs> tremendous luck with in the past. <laughs> and anyway, so we got all the way back over here, and we were coming in, and I I yeah. kind of slowed the boat down, kind of looking out from the yeah. from our uh, fr- from our passage, and, well, and, and I you, spotted a deer. Or no, you well, did. Well, I was gonna say you, you saw it. I would say both of us looked at the same rock right. because we were thinking, yeah, because because I was looking at the rock. Trying to figure out if it was a deer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you you start tapping my shoulder, and you're like, right there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm on it, I'm on it. Yeah. Verified it wasn't a deer. Yeah. It was the same rock that fooled us the day before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which in low so, light is common. <laughs> yeah. And so you you kind of started, you kicked the motor up just a little bit more to get us down the beach, and I just kept scanning. I just kept going mm-hmm. left and right, just kept scanning. I'm like, there's one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so, so we were doing a rotational shot, you know, who shoot her up, and so Mo was yep. – um, back up so Dalton had gotten that double the day before mm-hmm. and so basically it went you know since he got the double shot um Mo and I both got an opportunity to shoot two yeah, right so exactly. it went I I had I missed the one at the 500 you got yours I got mine and you were back up yeah yeah so you spotted that one yeah and so I I you know I eased the boat up and we we beached up, and it actually let us get surprisingly close. Which where mm-hmm. we were, I had to I had to beach close to it because yeah. it was deep right there and not deep anywhere else around it. My goodness! Yeah, we beached at what about two fifty? Yeah, about two hundred fifty yards or so. So I jump out on. So the I was trying to range it about mm-hmm. two fifty, and I so I'm sitting on the front of the skiff, 
mm-hmm. just so I can keep the boat from smashing up against the rocks. And this deer is looking at us. Yeah. And so you got down on your knees and got behind the shooting sticks. Yeah, we had a better, like a kneeling shooting stick that I was using. Right. And I I should have gotten a little bit of a better position, but it's looking at us. I was rushed again. 250, I shot, and you said I went under it? Yeah. So, so, you, so it ran. You yep. made your signature. Yep. Yeah, so I, you shot. I saw snow fly up from underneath it. Yep. I had assumed it was 250 because that's what my rangefinder said. Right, but right. there was some tall grass right in front of it oh, that so I might have hit with the rangefinder. I, I don't think it was that in hindsight, considering where your right. second shot I mean, I was hit. dialed for 250. But. Yeah, so you dialed up for 250, being zeroed for 100 yards. So you shot. I saw it go underneath of it, which now we know was just an unstable, you know, it was unstable, um, yeah. Yeah, it just wasn't. Well, an and ideal like James said, when shot. on his 150 yard freestanding shot, he, he you know he just waited, did that settle in yep. as the as the rifle comes up, as the crosshairs the just kind of float over the vials. right, and that's yeah. what I did, and I just I, I was a little 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 early on that. Yeah, and and I was, so you shot, it missed. I saw the deer. There was no reaction. It just kind of started trotting in towards right. the woods. No, you know, kick. No reaction to the shot at all. So as it was trotting in, I heard you rack your bolt. So I just gave the classic deer, meh, 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 and it stopped. Yep. And, and just you looked said, right uh, at us. And you said, and you, I said, shoot it again. Hold a little bit high. You were low. So I did. I put it on its backbone. You put it on its back and you mm-hmm. shot and it just collapsed. It just know? dropped. So, <laughs> so you hit it in the spine. So your first shot wasn't Spined a misdial. It. Yep. it was just off. Yep. yep. So anyway, second shot, redemption, and it. Went down like a sack of and rocks. That, that day was incredible because yeah. I mean, we James and I yeah. had gone at that point. That was what day five. That was day five. five. Yeah. We'd gone four days, you know. And, and when Dalton, <laughs> when he, you know, he, we're sitting there. I'm in the boat. I got to pee. James mm-hmm. is holding the boat. When yeah. Dalton gets out and shoots his two deer, and there's a doe or or, or a small buck without antlers, mm-hmm. or you know, it was a button buck, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah wasn't a big deal to either one of us yeah he gets to shoot the doe whatever you know he shot a lot of deer but whatever it's it's a small small deer we didn't yeah. care we're sitting there and i was up in the rotation yeah and he so, yeah, yeah there was yeah but we're sitting there i can see the button buck but i gotta pee but i also <laughs> want to watch this deer go down but he's taking forever to make this thinking shot <laughs> but i mean i can see the deer's facing and i know why he didn't make the shot and you're yeah. narrating it to me too. yeah and like, i'm letting james know because where he's holding the boat he can't see yeah all right it's turning oh no, no and so that. he shoots <laughs> he shoots i saw it jump and hump up like they do and i dive out of the boat to pee <laughs> i did i, yep, yep. I like it ran me over <laughs> and uh and uh i pee and like while i'm doing that i hear another shot well yeah you had barely made it onto the beach right and then boom and then and then boom again and i'm like yeah. and i'm just like are you kidding me you know like let one of us shoot right yeah and he then he tells us what happened and you yeah had i known there was going to be two deer standing out there i would have had one of you guys come up there with me for yeah. a well, second shot well so here, here's what was going through my head so i hear boom and i'm like finally okay I hear boom because I mean these shots are not more than two seconds apart. Right. Yeah. It was it quick was, it was, action. Was, boom. That's the idea how fast I got out of that boat. Yeah. <laughs> the, the second boom, I'm like, okay, maybe it just didn't go down at first. And I hear boom, and my first thought is, oh no. <laughs> yeah. What's over like, there? I missed all three, or <laughs> yeah. there's a bear that popped out at I 25 know. <laughs> yards. Right. And so I'm, you know, about to let go of the boat and just, you know, look, come look at you and see what's going on. And then you just came around the corner, with both arms up. Yeah! <laughs> I got two, and one of them is huge. And Mo and I just look at each other. 
what? <laughs> the first thing you said to me was, how come you didn't let one of us shoot him? <laughs> and then and then I explained that right, I didn't yeah. see both of them until after I'd shot the first one. <laughs> so, now, anyway. uh, the other thing we were doing while we were down here um, is uh, in the evenings, on our way back, we'd stop in at coves and, and stop and anchor up and uh, see if any ducks would fly in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got your new duck call. Yeah, trying that out. And everything. Yeah, yeah. So, which I have a lot to learn with those, but we'd stop. Yeah. And I mean, we'd been getting one an evening, which was a nice little appetizer. I think we should probably just cap off what happened with the last day today, and yeah. then we can circle back around to duck hunting mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, because I, I feel like that's an entirely separate story. We can do that. Uh, we can do that. So. So last day, so this this all happened with you guys shooting your deer yep. yesterday yep. Yep. On, on day five. Today yep. is day six, our yep. final full day out here at camp. Which we were, st- James and I were just <laughs> yeah. stoked after we get the last to, two days of. We roll back into camp here and we were just jacked. It, yeah. it was cloud nine. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So Mo anyway, and I are out front. We're just cutting these deer up. Yeah. And we're getting time. good at it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Flushing the hides. Yeah. It was just a lot of fun. And so then today we wake up and we're looking outside, you know, and every day is get up at 630, mm-hmm. yep. way pre-dawn, yep. eat your breakfast, get everything ready and be on the water as soon as possible once you have visibility to mm-hmm. run the boat. So we got up this morning and we're looking outside and it's all socked in and low hanging clouds and mm-hmm. fog and it's windy and I just didn't like how it looked, but you know. We have to do it anyway, and we we have to at least try, right? So it was raining this morning as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty hard. Yeah. So we got out there in the boat. We're motoring over to where we wanted to go hunting, and we get, I don't know, two or three miles over there, mm. and I stopped the boat, and I said, this is not good. These yeah. swells are bad enough right in here. When we break out into the open water where we have to cross, mm-hmm. it's going to yep. be really, really bad. Yep. And then if we get stuck over there and it picks up, this afternoon when we got to come back over to camp, we could really be in trouble if it gets worse. Mm. So I made the judgment call. I said, we're not crossing the big open water. We'll hunt the little areas this side of it, and we'll just stay where I know we can get back to camp, even if it gets worse. So anyway, there are some inside passages and ways to stay out of the open channels, and that's Mm. what we decided to do. So we motored around for a bit. Until, I don't know, around noon or so, yeah. probably 11 or we, noon. We, we gave it the old college try till about, <laughs> didn't about, see, about lunch. Didn't see any deer. It was raining really hard. And yeah. for the record, nobody ever in the history of hunting down here in my <laughs> seven or eight years has ever shot a deer in the rain. Mm. Never. At any of the multiple spots that I've ever hunted. And yeah. I hunt new spots every mm-hmm. year. I try new areas. Yeah. And... This spot is no different, and I, I've I've had in two weeks of hunting here, every day that the weather was marginal or bad, we didn't shoot anything. Yeah. Now when it stops, you want to be out there. Yeah. And had it let up today, mm-hmm. we would have been out there. But it did. But we came back to camp to dry out and be in a warm camp. Yeah. At at around lunchtime today because we weren't seeing anything. We were all soaked from running around in that boat, and water drips down inside your hood, and then you just get wash yeah. down your back and down the well, front zipper. It, it wasn't raining hard. It was just constant. Right. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, nonstop. Constant. All of us were pretty well wet, mm. um, at least around our faces yeah. and our hoods, and our gloves were wet, and your hands mm-hmm. get cold, and yeah. it just gets to be miserable. And, you know. And you're not uh, moving around, so your toes right. are starting to get cold. Exactly. So we made the call to come back here and make some coffee and make lunch and 
try to warm up a little bit back here at camp. And Wait it out, see if it cleared. Yep. As we uh, got yeah. here, the wind, pe- wind started <laughs> to pick up. And so we anchored up the boat, and I, you know, Indian anchored it, and we we hung out here probably an hour or so, and the wind picked up to like 20 miles an hour, mm-hmm. started getting white caps in here, and then 30 miles an hour, and then yeah. 40 gusts, and yep, nope, we're not yeah. going back out today, <laughs> especially now that the wind has picked up. Which so, is hard today, because it's the last full day. Yeah, so exactly. Like, I'm just... On the edge of my seat, just wanting to get back out there, yeah. you know. And yeah. Like, but at the end of the day, number one, it's always a safety thing. Yeah. Running a boat yeah. on the ocean, yeah. you have to be safety conscious, or you're going to end up at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're running an 18 foot boat. Yeah. It. Well, yeah. Not it, even. I think it's a 16 foot. Is it a 16? Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a. I think it's a 16 foot. It's a Lund with a 40 horse outboard and a center console drive. So. And it does well, and you can be out in a lot of really bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, it comes down to my track record down here. I've never shot anything, yeah, in weather like this. And that and, makes it not worth know, it to try to cross the dangerous it, areas. In yeah, this kind of weather. and so if there's not even a chance mm-hmm. in the past of even seeing anything out in weather this bad in the wind and in the driving rain like that, it's not even remotely worth the risk of trying to cross any open water. Yeah, and you know that's. Some people would disagree, but I would rather be safe than sorry. And we had already shot a bunch of deer up to that point. Right. There's no reason to get greedy on the last day well, and yeah. do something stupid. And, and that's the big know? thing, because if we were at this point and hadn't seen any deer or hadn't had any we would have stayed out all deer, day long. we would have been pushing hard because, you know, we're, that's yeah. what you do. That's what you yeah. have to mm-hmm. do. Exactly. But we're sitting here, we've got plenty of meat. Yeah. For, for this style of hunt. You know? yeah. It's not a yeah. moose, but it's, you know, yeah. it's for, for what they are, we have plenty of Hundreds meat. of pounds of deer yeah. meat now. Yeah. We, yeah. We've got, because, I mean, a lot of them were big bodied. Yeah. For big deer. bodied so, bucks. So we're yeah. sitting on that. We've got, you know, plenty of, you know, food that, you know, warm food that we can eat. Yeah. In the, this cold weather. Yeah. Back in yep. camp. And it's just, you know, why, why risk, you know, getting right. soaked to the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Potentially getting pushed in the water, mm-hmm. you know, having something, you know, because yep. I mean, and there, we've got rain gear, but rain gear doesn't protect you from waves coming over the side of the yeah, boat exactly, or ocean exactly, spray, so exactly. And for know. the record, it, it's it's warmer today. It was about ten degrees warmer yeah. than yesterday, yeah. but it's yeah, still but I would like go out thirty degrees. Yeah, thirty. And I'd go out in fifteen degrees like we had yesterday over what we had to deal with this morning. Anytime. Oh, a hundred percent. Absolutely. Well, and that's another thing that amazed week. me about this this whole part of the state again, with mm-hmm. being in southeast is like, you know, it, it, I spent most of my life in the interior. Mm-hmm. You know, we so it's a very dry cold. Yeah. It's very, you know, yeah. not still a lot of wind. cold. Yeah. There's not a ton of wind, you know, yeah. usually unless you get up in the up in the high parts. But um you know, so being down here with the humidity and yeah. and the storms and the rain, and I mean, just and just the the variety within just this one week. Yeah. You know, we've only been here a yeah. week, and and we've had days where it is, you know, pr- pretty much pushing single digits. Yeah. You know, on the water, yep. we're breaking yeah. through sea ice trying to go around. Yeah, we've had you know warmed up days where it's pouring down rain on us. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first two days it was it was relentless. The first on two us. days there was not a not a piece of snow in the first thousand feet of yeah. elevation yeah. anywhere around. Yeah, the first two days I got really nervous because yeah. we had snow last week when my wife and buddy were here, mm-hmm. and 
the last couple of days we started right. seeing a lot of deer. Yeah. And I was getting excited thinking, oh, yeah, now the snow is <laughs> going to stick. Mo and James are going to get down here, yeah. and it's going to just be popping, and we're going to get chances every single day. Yeah. And I went back to town to pick you guys up, and it poured yeah. rain. Yeah. Yep. Poured rain. That's what we got back out here. And there was no snow left. And I went, oh, no, yeah. this is not good for conditions but at we all. We hiked our butts off everywhere. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, together, well, I we went up Squirrel Mountain one yep. day, which is a big hillside mm-hmm. that we like to go up. Hunted in there, big old growth Steep, timber. slippery, dead Side ball. hill, yep. You got to deal with ice and mud. Yeah. And yep. you don't know what you're stepping on when you step there because there's snow on top of either one. Right. Mm-hmm. So we did that one day. Saw all a bunch of sign. To be quiet too. Yes. Oh <laughs> saw a bunch of sign that day. I saw one deer uh-huh. down in the woods closer to the beach. No mm-hmm. shot. And then the next day we went up another trail up a river system. But, nothing. And that day, it don't. Yep. Yes. Yeah. That day we got snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think we were gonna get snow. Mm-hmm. But I I, I re upped my inreach forecast and it said a lot of snow. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> all day long it was just pouring snow, and I got oh. so happy. I got so happy that day. Yeah. So we got back out that night, and we had the next morning we had four or five inches of fresh snow on mm-hmm. the bottoms of everything. Mm-hmm. So even up in the old growth, it was iced over. And so I yeah. was telling you guys, I said it's just just be patient. It's gonna get good. Mm-hmm. It's about to pop, and it did. And that night I <laughs> shot that first little doe. Yeah. I stepped out. And then the next day, I shot those two bucks. Mm-hmm. And yep. the next day, you guys shot those three. Mm-hmm. And so, as it got colder and as the ice really solidified up in the trees and froze in their food, that pushes them out to the beach. Yep. Which some people, you know, I, you, you can say whatever you want about that being a sporting or not sporting hunt and being too easy, but I Hey, really couldn't care less. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's, when you work your butt it's, off. It's not a gimme, and we still that. suffered for yeah. it, and we still hiked our tails off for a couple of days yep. before that happened. And I'm glad that you guys got to see that, because yeah. we went from 35 degrees and relatively warm hiking yeah. around in the rain and no snow, yeah, the first to then it snowed, and then it was frozen, mm-hmm. and then it was 25 degrees, and then it was clear and 10 degrees mm-hmm. with the wind chill. I guarantee we were in the singles a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yep. So you guys get to see the whole yeah. the whole spectrum of weather that you get down here. All in one week. Yeah, in <laughs> right, one yeah. week. So anyway. Yeah, so I was down here. So today ended up being a burned up day, yep. Yeah, essentially. And I was telling you guys today, don't feel disheartened about that. This happens, it seems like, every year. Mm-hmm. Most Honestly, years. It, and that's why you plan to come down somewhere for like seven or eight days of actual right. hunting time. Yeah. Because you've got to factor in at least two weather days. Yeah. If we were going to a place like Kodiak where it was going to be more dependent on wind mm-hmm. and actually big, big storms, you'd want to factor in three or four weather days. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, I, I, I've, gone, I've gone hunting before and spent back-to-back-to-back days in a tent. Yeah. Because you're just socked in the whole time. So this, in all reality, losing one day out of seven is not a bad deal Mm -hmm. at all. And the water has been really tolerable the whole time. We've been able to get everywhere we wanted to go uh, up until today. So anyway, yeah, having the safety judgment call is is a priority. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, even if you fall out of the boat, we're all wearing life jackets all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep. A life jacket is so they can find the body. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is, 
30 degree water, if not much colder yeah. in this ocean. If you fall in there and you're in the water for any prolonged amount of time, and I'm talking 30 seconds or longer, if you're not in a heated area with dry clothes on mm-hmm. inside of, what, 30 minutes maybe, yep. you're going hypothermic and you're going to die. There's just there's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, so anyway, staying dry and not taking unnecessary risk and getting soaked and then possibly, you know, and, and if, you, if you're in five, if you're in five foot water and you're getting real choppy and you're getting water over the side of the boat, whatever. But then if a wind gust picks up mm-hmm. just a couple of weeks ago down here in this area, there was, there was a group of people out in a boat exactly like ours, I believe is what I was told. And a wind gust picked up when they were in choppy water and flipped their boat, really? capsized them. So that's something to be extremely aware of yep. in a lightweight, in a relatively lightweight boat like that. If you're in bad enough water, all it takes is the right or wrong angle. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a gust that we've seen this week, a gust of 60 or 70 out of nowhere or even more, could flip that boat really easily. So it's something to be very aware of. And so that, that's why we chose today. That's why I decided we're not crossing any major open water and yep. we're going to stay where the wind can't build up any bad water. Yep. So. Which anyway, it's definitely the right call. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. was the sure. right decision. Always for anybody out there. Always prioritize safety. Yeah. getting home. And water, never. water kills more people in Alaska than anything else. Yeah, one hundred percent. More yeah. people die in the ocean up here than anything else. Ocean and rivers. Yep. every single year. Yep. And I, I yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, but, but back to hunting though. So we have shot something every day. I was yeah. just gonna say. So that, let's the, circle back the, around the to the that. The coolest part about this trip so far is that. It is hunting paradise. Yeah, because even if we're not on the deer, even though we're we, we might hike our butts off and not see a thing, we you know get out there and try our best. We were still killing something every day. Yep. We were. And what was that animal? <laughs> yeah, they were ducks. Sea ducks. Sea ducks. Sea ducks. Sea ducks and other ducks that happened to come want to fly yeah. around on the sea. So mm-hmm. Mo and I made the decision uh, very short notice before coming down here that we were going to bring our shotguns. Because Dalton had told us about, some, some he said he sees ducks and ducks I, we and, checked out the regs and they were wide open. You shoot almost anything except for a couple that are very rare and close statewide. Yep. And uh, so we did. We we threw our shotguns in with our our rifles and, and came some down here, grabbed some ammo and mm-hmm. and game, you know calls and everything. Yep. And uh, and we just figured, you know what, we'll just give it a try. It'll be fun. Yeah. And you know we're not professional, you know, waterfowl hunters by any means, but. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to be now. I mean, oh this yeah, has been this a has blast, been an absolute so. blast. I mean, <laughs> we shot, we shot like seven different species of ducks now, at least, yeah, and yeah. almost all of them have been excellent tasting mm-hmm. ducks mm-hmm. with little. I mean, we fried every one of them, mm-hmm. and with little, uh, like we're not throwing a ton of seasoning and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. We're just we wanted yeah. to see how what all, how these are. Salt, and most of pepper, them are all like good. A... yeah. Like a country rub to them, and then yeah. got a couple cast different... iron skillet and butter, and that's all we're doing yeah. really. And then brown yeah, sugar, brown sugar. Yeah, we yeah. got a couple of different scoters and uh, some golden eyes, and golden uh, you know, eyes. I don't know, a couple of different kinds of golden eyes too, right? Yeah, there's yeah. two different kinds of golden eyes here. Yeah. There's the yeah. common and the and so barrows golden. Yeah, and so for folks that don't know, it is also illegal to shoot ducks from a boat if it is moving 
under under power from the motor. Yep. So you have to all momentum from the motor has Must to be stopped, stopped yep. before yep. you shoot. Exactly. So what we would be doing then, what we would do is we would go up into a cove where there's a bunch of ducks, okay, mm-hmm. and anchor up. Okay, I say anchor up. Come to a complete stop. You know, yeah. you ease in there, and you can kill the momentum. Yep. And just kinda... for just for the sake of honesty, mm-hmm. I'd put the motor up out of the water. Yep. Just tiller it up. That way, you know, there's no question about it. Yep. 100% above board. And then we got those duck calls. Yep. Yep. Give them a few quacks. And oftentimes, as those ducks were moving, you know, you can kind of gauge which way they're kind of swimming around in the cove there. Mm-hmm. And they'd come by. And then they, if they take flight or whatever, then shoot them on the way oh. as they come by. Yep. And a couple other times, I would drop you guys off on a couple of spots and come back and grab you mm-hmm. and, and go, <laughs> go out and retrieve the ducks that came by. Yeah. So and, uh, Ducks are a lot more spooky than I thought they'd be. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they, they can see for a long ways. Yeah. Because yeah. after a couple of days, we earned a bit of a reputation around these parts. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I think the ducks knew even from a quarter mile away, oh, that yeah. boat's slowing down and stopping out near those rocks. We yeah. better get out of here. Because so. honestly, yeah, the first couple of days, I mean, it was like, it was, awesome just watching right. them, they would you know. we weren't even they would like swim right up to the boat we yeah. weren't even trying yeah. hard we just yeah we, we'd stop a few times and you know we're we're not great shots with our shotguns we've got mm-hmm. them but uh, well and and neither of you had ever done any duck hunting up until this no point. no i did some when i was a teenager. oh that's right that's right, right. that's right so yeah. i had a little bit of experience at it but it'd been long enough but you that. weren't ever very successful at it like no no yeah. i killed one or two yeah, yeah. there's more of a hobby thing yeah get, right get out there and do it, it was more yeah. like try opening day time right filler, yeah. yeah fire three yeah. times and yeah yeah exactly Which, and you know and this is gonna be something i talk about a lot with people about duck hunting now is i've heard so much about ah they just don't taste great yeah, yeah you gotta do this yeah. you gotta gotta cut them with blueberry or something to make it taste well, good i'm sure there's some that are like that but almost we haven't but, found them yet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I seven different species, right. and I haven't found a one I don't like. I say so. the, yeah. the common golden eye was the best we've tasted. Oh, yet. by far, it yeah. was amazing. It was yeah. phenomenal. Amazing. It had a lot of natural oil in it. That just yeah. mm. was that the one that had all that yellow fat. To no, it? that was the uh, surf scoter. And of okay. all the ones for eating, that was my least favorite. It was still good, but it mm-hmm. wasn't okay. as good as any yeah. of the others. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That one was the one that had the crazy beak on it, or, or bill. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was that. It's was got like four really different colors on color. its bill. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. I almost kept it, but there's a bunch of them down here, and I'll show you another one someday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, so that's but, that's been a neat thing. And so yeah. talk about your shotgun setups and tell, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> explain to our listeners about the different types of shot because I'm not a duck hunter. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not really educated in this. And after watching you guys and seeing how many ducks you guys have been able to shoot this trip yep. with even your, we'll just say, quickly prepared <laughs> uh, accommodations for duck hunting, you still did pretty well, yeah. but the right right setup would yep. do really well. Right. Yeah. So and I would say kind of dive off okay. into that a little bit. Well, I'm going to say with the number one thing on your setup, and the thing that would have helped us the most would have would be buy shells, go shoot skeet, mm-hmm. practice your leading. Practice all. Don't have the skeet yeah. shot towards you like you know a lot of people do that because it's it's fun. But no, get on it, get to where it's it, get to the hardest position it is to shoot mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and then shoot it, and until you can make that lead. Because I, I mean, you can fire a lot of shots shots and have no idea if they're be front or behind. Yeah. Because you you <clears throat> you can't see unless they're flying close to the water. <clears throat> Sorry. 
Anyhow, but, um, you know, for my setup, I have a Mossberg 835 Ultimag, I believe what it's called. Okay. And it's just a standard blued. Um, synthetic stock. Synthetic stock. Uh, pump, pump action. Pump action shotgun. Now, it's got a 28-inch barrel. It's got a little ported, um, mm-hmm. and it's got a dual beat setup, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And it's like a five $600 shotgun. It's yeah. very, very cheap. I picked it up used a few years ago because I didn't have a shotgun, and I saw it for sale. And Three and a half inch chamber, right? Yes, it's got a yeah. three and a half inch chamber, so you know you're not really limited yeah. on your options there. And um, I honestly, <clears throat> I hadn't I hadn't hunted with that one at all. I shot skeet shortly after I bought it a little bit with it, and that was probably five or six years ago. But um, this trip, you know, I've killed maybe half a dozen ducks with it. Yeah, and uh, I've been very happy with it. Keeps a tight shot pattern. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot further range than the setup James has. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I grabbed the best steel shot I could find in town. We don't have a lot of good mm-hmm. options for that in Fairbanks. And, yeah, and it did really Fairbanks. decent. Not at this time of year, at least. Yeah. 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 And so just a but, quick interjection. So the legality is you're only allowed to have, what, three rounds? Two in, in, the, two in the tube, one in the chamber. Correct. Right. So you're allowed so three you guys, You guys had to have plugs in yep. your tubes yep. to yep. only allow your shotgun to hold And it's literally just a little little. I mean, and that's not news to... Yeah. It's a little plastic that, thing. That shouldn't so. be news to... Well, probably anybody but yeah yeah but um for anybody that well, doesn't know yeah you guys yeah. had to have little yeah. uh blockers or, or whatever it'd be called well, and that's yeah and that, that was real quick i mean you just go down to the sporting store and you know it's, it's a literally a five dollar little plastic piece it looks like a dowel rod if you have dowel rod around your house you can, you can cut a dowel rod to length and some yeah. shotguns have a longer tube and you're yeah. going to want a longer dowel rod to yeah. make sure than the one that they'll sell you at the store yeah. um but yeah, so I mean. So anyway, your setup, James, is yeah. So mine is not a duck hunting setup. <laughs> so I have a Remington eleven hundred uh, semi-automatic twelve gauge, and for the most part, I just kind of have it to have it. I, I saw it at Alaska Ammo a long time ago, mm-hmm. like I mean, mm-hmm. heck, six years ago now. Okay, something like that. And Picked it up cheap and it, it's it's been awesome. I, and I love that shotgun. I've used it for a lot of stuff. Um, Have but, you ever shot anything with that shotgun before? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's what I primarily hunt birds with up in Fairbanks. You okay. know, if we're going after ptarmigan or anything like that, you know. Okay. Um, I've also happened to shoot my first bear with that shotgun. Okay. Um, so with a slug. With a slug, yeah. I was in there just checking cameras. And, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, worked so, out. <laughs> worked out really well. <laughs> um, but so yeah, I, I've actually I probably killed more stuff with that shotgun than any. Any one weapon I have, other oh, ones really? all, all together. Yeah, I mean, just I, quantity I just, of things. I just, yeah, yeah I change guns. But um, <laughs> I just, you know, I'll get one dialed in. Oh, okay, cool, that worked. <laughs> Try something new now. So, but uh, you know, and so, um, so this one again, it was a rush decision to go down and and hunt ducks, and so didn't have a, a dedicated twenty-eight inch barrel. I think mine has like a twenty-four inch or something like, like that, that. Yeah. and it's got a break on it um the thing with mine is and i don't know who manufactures it it might be written on there but it has a, a twist to adjust choke on it it might it might even so, be remington mm-hmm. yeah and so you twist it you know to slug or twist it to birdshot twist it to buckshot whatever mm-hmm. and it's literally just that you're you're just threading it in or threading it out to tighten mm-hmm. or loosen right. that choke and so mm-hmm. that's not perfect either i don't I don't know if that's functioning 100% properly. Yeah, I know it's the spread on um, your shot versus the spread on my shot. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, How long I is just, the barrel on yours, James? It's like 24. 24, that, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think. And mine's but, a full choke, dedicated full yeah. choke. Yeah. Mine's also only a three-inch 
right. three inch chamber. So oh, that's right. Mine. I mean, honestly, this is more of a keep around the house. You mm-hmm. know, maybe shoot mm-hmm. ptarmigan, grouse. Yeah. You know, and, and burglars. But yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, um, I am definitely after this trip. I'm definitely buying a an, a dedicated waterfowl shotgun mm-hmm. because. Right. You need that extra reach. Well, you do. And, and you know, and, and I've killed plenty of them. I mean, I think I got three or four in that one group of mm-hmm. golden eyes mm-hmm. um, that came at us. And, you know, when they're close enough, the, you know, this setup's working fine. But yep. the problem yep. is, you know, with steel shot and a short barrel, and it's just not really set up. And I'm not even shooting the, the best stuff. I think I have number right. four shot, yeah, um, which is not great for ducks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's what I could find. Mm-hmm. You know, on short notice, I I went out and I tried to find the best steel shot I could, and that was all I could get. You know, another thing down here is a lot of these ducks are a lot bigger than interior ducks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. These, I mean, we're talking. These 20, are very hardy. We're talking birds. twenty inch yeah. plus ducks. Yeah, but, but I'm definitely I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna research what is a great waterfowl shotgun. And, and any of you listeners, if you have any ideas, yeah, I let probably us know. wouldn't have bought one by the time this airs. So go ahead and send an email, and I'll consider it. Um, yeah. but and then you know I'm gonna start doing my research, figuring out where to go, figuring out what kind of ducks we have. Cause that's another cool part with like this ducks unlimited ID app, you know, oh, yeah. it's like, you know, getting it kind of to nerd out on it. And it, that was really <laughs> cool. I was really enjoying that down here, especially at the beginning when we weren't seeing a lot, any mm-hmm. deer really. And that's an app. By it, ducks so, unlimited. so I have an app by ducks unlimited and there's a duck ID feature in the app. Okay. And, uh, there's a couple ducks I saw down here that I can't find in the app. Um, but for the most part, it's the best resource I could find. It's mm-hmm. concise. Now, there might be something on the internet. We don't have that where we're at. Um, yeah. So that deer kinda, camp is out of So, service. you know, I had Thank a book. Goodness. We had yeah. a, you're right. We have a book we grabbed from Fish and Game, and, you know, when we were in town and a few things like mm-hmm. that that had a few duck, duck species in it. I've got some like graphs and charts on my phone that show some of them. Yep. But by no means was I able to find. There's at least one I couldn't find specifically what it was. And it may just, I, I know the species it probably is, but I can't find exactly like what version of that species it is. It's not listed. Anyhow, all that to say, it's been really fun because, I mean, there's probably well over 20 different species down here, if yeah. not more than that. And they winter here, right? Uh, Some of them do. Yeah. yeah it just yeah. depends on when you're here. Like, I think the uh, golden eyes are breeding right now. Yeah. Um you know they have a different breeding season and then like some some of them some of them are wintering here and you know and you know and we shot like i said we shot like seven species in six days yeah we've been eating good and yeah we've been eating good <laughs> and yeah and it was a couple different scoters some different golden yeah. eyes um and, there's some, and that kind of brings us back to my original point was we've killed something every oh day. yeah that's every. awesome and so even day. on the initial few days <laughs> where I was really starting to second guess my deer hunting tactics, <laughs> I was thinking, man, I've been doing this for a long time mm-hmm. and I've never gone this long and not had more chances than mm-hmm. this. Usually yeah. you're getting opportunities. Now, I'm sure there's just weren't some mm-hmm. waterfowlers listening to this and they're thinking, man, they made this mistake and this mistake and this mistake. And we sound totally confident in ourselves. <laughs> Tell us Let about us know. It. Tell yeah, us about it. Yeah, absolutely. We are open to learn. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, you'll come out, we'll let you listen on our journey of waterfowling. It's been <laughs> yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm definitely a But so now. every day, even on the bad deer hunting days, you guys mm-hmm. were still shooting birds in the afternoons. Yep. yep. And, and so talk about legal shooting light because there are limitations. So oh, there's limitations. So yeah, and I don't know. As being a total, this is, you know, really new, total new to me. Um, in Alaska, your location, the hunting unit you're in, 
uh, or hunting unit area you're in has specific times for each day because our time changes so drastically with the sun, mm. especially in the winter time around this time of year. Because Alaska's waterfowl season goes from the first of September to the end of December, mm. and most of it goes to like middle of December or end of November. Down down here, it because it's a little further south, is all all the way through um all the way through the end of December. Okay. Yep. Uh, but so every day it changes. I, you know, I don't remember exactly. I think it, end, it ends around three twenty, but it changes by a minute or two every day, almost every day. And, uh, so that's something different about Alaska. I believe maybe that's the same way for the States. In okay. some of the States, you might yeah. have six one day and six Oh one the next. It doesn't make, I don't think it would be. Okay. But I don't know if you hunt ducks and, you know, so Carolina, we had legal know. shooting well, limit or legal shooting time of daylight yeah. cutoffs that preceded actual yes. daylight. Correct. And that's probably normal for waterfowling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, the only that's something is, that we're really used to. Yeah. Right? I mean, we shoot until we can't see. Basically. But, but, <laughs> yeah. but something that we're also not used to, and a lot of states have legal shooting hours for deer too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's true. Alaska does not that I'm aware of. And yeah. it's because of the I, massive I difference yeah. in, in time. And yeah. things like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, you can't shoot big game under artificial light. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But, but well, a but, big reason we don't have shooting hours is because we have like, such varying like, light conditions. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. In in the middle of June, you'll be able to shoot a bear over a bear bait mm-hmm. at one o'clock in the morning. Right. It doesn't it's matter what time it is. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You can shoot. You it, can yeah. always shoot. Yep. But so this the, time of year, with that limited daylight, it's dark at four o'clock. Yeah. Right. So the, the only thing we can think with this, these. Uh, time slots where they're cutting off. I mean, and sometimes it's it's a lot. Sometimes you know, it's, it's like forty five minutes 45 before minutes dark is duck identification. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. the only reason I can think is yeah, you can see the duck, you can see the silhouette of the duck. You, you can be tell, able to tell what you it can is. tell distinctively yeah. it is a duck, but you can't tell what kind of duck. Maybe the right. colors and the head start to fade out. You know, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah. So I mean, and it makes sense because that's a lot of mm-hmm. that's a lot of what. Mm-hmm. duck hunting is about is you know right. you got to make sure you're you have to be responsible right yeah yep. responsible yep. Be ethical, exactly so i know there's a lot of species i was hoping to see down here that look really cool like the king eider or the harlequin that are open mm-hmm. that I, we didn't see at all yeah um, yeah i'm gonna do a lot more research into that species and looks crazy it does that is such a yeah. neat looking duck <laughs> it does insane. that's that like uh like that burgundy and black and white looking one mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's a really pretty duck and, and it's a, it's a highly sought after duck for a lot of out-of-staters they come I up here to shoot those there there's a youtube series uh but uh mark peterson i think from peterson's hunting mm-hmm. and he's gone to kodiak and he's i think if i'm not mistaken and i'll i'll verify this when we uh when we get back into service here but i think he did an he did a sea duck slam mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was up on kodiak with i believe nanilchik charters um, uh, possibly wrong there too, but anyway, I, I watched this series oh, quite a while ago. Anyway, but it was a really neat series, and and he shot a lot of those. Obviously, he shot every species that was coming through on its migration there on Kodiak. Mm-hmm. And that was a really interesting series that I think you guys would enjoy watching. Yeah, uh, pretty educational, I thought. But yeah. Anyway, so we always had fresh, fresh meat every single day, even yep. on the bad yep. hunting days. And that's been just something to keep the spirits up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. One waterfowl hunting is so much fun. I'm definitely yeah. getting into it when we get home. Um, yeah, you know, the season will be over. You know, by by Christmas. Yeah, yeah. season's but, season is over up there right now. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah, I think in the interior it closes. Over. I believe it closes. 
believe it's the 15th. 15th, yeah. Of December. December. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, there's... Yeah, the, there, there are no ducks left around Fairbanks. The smart ones left a long time ago. <laughs> Except the ones that live on the Chena River by the power plant that stays yeah, open all year right. long. <laughs> Where it gets warm. Or the hot springs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Don't go hunt the hot springs ducks. No. But, um... <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna you know be looking into that, and and one big thing for me is making sure we have the proper amount of shots, because um, I can tell you that three inch, if you don't get the right steel shot, is not very potent once you get out to a very far range. Correct. Mm-hmm. We found that out, you know, very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yep. um, you know, I'm gonna be looking out for tungsten, you know, and trying to invest in some of that right. or bismuth. Bismuth, um, I believe, bismuth is gonna stuff. be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping to happen. I looked for some in Fairbanks. I didn't look everywhere, but yeah didn't find very much i don't think there's many people producing it right now <laughs> yeah there's a couple companies producing it it's just have to, i have to find the place that's there's a couple yeah. big companies producing it but you just got to yeah. find the place that sells it tungsten is very expensive it's about 650 a shell yeah Whew, which is wow. just well, like i'm gonna start buying now. When, you know in a box of 25 <laughs> wow. shells you get half a dozen ducks <laughs> yeah that's a really expensive duck yeah <laughs> I mean, hopefully your percentages go up as you get I would better. hope. I would hope, but at this point, it's not worth it. <laughs> do you know which one's technically like better? Like, have you actually looked into tungsten. that at all? Tungsten. Tungsten's heavier. Than, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But because of the cost, right? So, who yeah. makes a good tungsten shot? Is that, is I that believe like that federal TSS. I believe shot? what I was looking at it was a Remington TSS. It, mm. it may have been a federal. Um, I, I think it's the federal. Think it's federal? federal? It's, it's, it's the meat eater sponsored. No, no, that's TSS. business. That's yeah, business. They, they, is it business? They do business. the meat yep. eater. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. the TSS that I saw in Fairbanks, I believe, was Remington. Okay. Okay. So I was mistaken then. That, that just yeah. And that comes in boxes of 10, you were saying? Yeah. Instead of for, 25? For, that was box of 10 for $65. <laughs> Good Woo! night, man. Wow. Um, Gotta love yeah. these days. Yeah, you know, Dalton, uh, Dalton is a. Uh, very much up on all the hunting. I mean, he has a guide after all. Yeah. Uh, mm. But uh, big game mostly. Yeah. <laughs> when it came to duck, when it came to ducks, uh, James and I, even our limited knowledge, we were able to teach him a thing or two. No. I, yeah, I've never done any, you know, dedicated. But after bird this, hunting, but... after this, he's going. I'm buying a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, yeah, I, yeah, I was thinking. You know, I, I saw a, I saw an article on Field Ethos, and it was Don Trump Jr. and he had a Browning A5 Cerakote. Oh, shotgun, that looked like a nice shotgun. Twenty eight inch, three and a half. And magnum. I think he was even hunting ducks up here. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I, it, somewhere I, in the southeast. Yeah, yeah, he was down southeast. He was doing a goat and sea duck hunt with his one of his sons. That's right. Last year, that seemed like an awesome hunt to go and on too. That shotgun is what jumped out to me when you guys were saying, "Yeah, you want a twenty-eight inch barrel, three and a half inch double bead setup, yeah, ported, yeah, double bead, yeah. ported, Cerakoted so it's one hundred percent weather. Yes, mm-hmm. on weather that, proof. on that. Yeah, let's, James let's and I about both that. brought a blued shotgun yeah, mine yes. was barely used i don't think the guy that i bought it from had used it very much at all he yeah. shot it a few times yep. mm-hmm. he was just getting rid of it because he never used it and i put it in my my gun safe for probably five years and i mean i shot it a few times like i said yeah. but it's blue now it has a uh, milled aluminum receiver mm-hmm. um that's got a nice coating on it and a lot of the interior of the action is also the same mm. so that part there was no issue but right. my tube and my barrel every evening we're in here James, his 1100. With rem oil wipes. Yeah, with yeah. rem oil yeah. wipes, yeah. cleaning the rust off, because one day on that salt water, you come back with rust spots. Even even on yeah. a stainless yeah. rifle, if you don't clean yeah. it off, you will get rust in if the salt water. If it's not Cerakoted, it's going to rust Yes, and you guys, you guys, yeah, I pointed that out today, even. I mean, it was lunchtime, and I looked down, I'm like, holy cow. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, because yeah. I had just cleaned it and oiled it last Three, night. Three, four hours on the salt and, water. Yeah. And, and I was already getting spots. 
You yeah. Know? So yeah, it's yep. it it's a lot. So yeah, Cerakoting. Yeah. Yeah. Cerakoting or Arctic. You know, I have um, is, is is it Arctic coat or something uh, like that? There's something it, it's proprietary. Something, it's something Arctic, but I I can't. Yeah. Tell I think you what it, it is. might be Arctic coat. I remember it might be Arctic. something yeah. like that. But anything of that nature or a good nitride finish mm-hmm. will also work really well. Yeah. But anyway, weatherproofing. But, and so my, my seven mag, my choice of deer rifle, is a Cerakoted. It it's a run of the mill Christensen Mesa seven red mag that I mm-hmm. bought. Yeah. I don't know four or five or more years ago now. Yeah. And I've actually on this trip, I shot animals 20, 21, and 22 with that gun. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I've, I've, you know, had a good record with that gun so yeah. far. And it's, uh, it's a good shooting gun. Didn't have to make any extreme long shots this year. Yeah. The first one was 60 yards on that little mm. doe. Yeah, maybe. And the, second, <laughs> the two bucks that were together was 200 yards even. Mm. So nothing crazy. I didn't even have to dope my scope. Yeah. Well, no, and that was the other thing. Is no that, dial up. That first doe really kind of just the first one that you shot. Kind of, or, or, no, that you the, shot. That I shot. Yeah, actually, I think it's the only doe. We've yeah, had. our doe to buck ratio has been pretty good so far. Yeah, um, one doe. But that just kind bucks. of go back to how tough these animals are. I mean, really gave us the wrong impression. Yeah, because that was the first one I'd seen die, mm-hmm. and you folded that thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I shot. That oh yeah, oh yeah, that. It. I shot that one quartering away yeah. at <laughs> sixty yards or so. <laughs> Push the guts I, up into the. Uh, I, I knew it was a small deer. Nine quarters. Looking nine quarters. at it, but I thought, you know what? I don't really care. None yeah. of us cared at that point. Yeah. I hadn't shot anything in a week and a half of hunting. Yeah. I hadn't even had a chance to shoot yet. So I thought, yeah, I'm not passing up. If anything, it's just going to be and camp you, meat, and we'll eat it all in mm-hmm. camp. And you've got which, six tags. So, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I can afford to shoot a smaller one. And it was, it, you know, it was probably only a year and a half or two-year-old deer. It was, it was a pretty small doe. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I shot it slightly quartering away, trying to enter enter farther back around the liver mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then exit behind the offside shoulder yeah which i did but still it, it <laughs> a 7 mag with a 150 grain bullet going about 3000 at the muzzle at 60 yards is still going just about 3000 feet a second when yeah. it makes impact yeah and the suction effect i mean if if you if you want to know what happens inside an animal if you hit just soft and no bone, mm-hmm. go watch a YouTube video of ballistics gelatin yep. shooting you know shooting a rifle through ballistics gel yeah there's that permanent wound cavity yeah when that just balloons out and then collapses, and so I hit it far back on purpose on that quartering shot, trying not to destroy any quarters. But that <laughs> that velocity, it just sucked all the stomach yep. content all the way through <laughs> the rest of the deer. When I'm skinning this thing out back here at camp, I thought, uh, man, this thing is just a garbage <laughs> mess. And so luckily, you know, we had snow on the ground and I was able to clean it off just fine. But yep. yeah, velocity is much more your enemy yep. meat damage than frontal diameter. So my, yeah. uh, my meaning, frontal diameter yeah. meaning caliber selection right right right. not cartridge caliber cartridge is a 338 wind mag or a 338 ultra mag caliber is 338 bore diameter yep 308 bore diameter 458 458 you know so but yeah anyway little detail that annoys me 30 yeah yeah well that's 308 Uh, yeah right correct so anyway so you know, a seven mag going three thousand feet a second. Mariah, you were shooting a three hundred short mag. Three hundred short yeah. mag with uh, one sixty five TTSXs. Yep, and that's going thirty one and change 31, yeah. at the muzzle. Thirty one, yeah. thirty one second. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I shot. Um, I believe it's thirty-one sixty. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta get that ten. That ten. <laughs> that, that's per why, second right that's there. my first thing was thirty-one and change. I'm right. Stick right. We'll stick with that. I've got your chart. Um. So uh, I yeah. So just quick tangent is uh, I've spent you know five days of evening with these guys, you know, and they'll sit here for three hours debating one type of bullet. And what kind of animal you should shoot it with? Oh, uh, we were both wrong. Thirty-one thirty. Oh. Oh. <laughs> at that point, at that point, that day, I was a little wore out of of the whole gun talk. But at some point, I started asking questions, and they've definitely got me a little bit more nerded out on it all. <laughs> yeah. To the point where I've picked. You're out coming a- along, young one. Yeah. <laughs> um, Going through the docks. So. Anyhow. So, so anyhow, anyway, back you and to- I, you and I were both shooting a little bit lighter and faster loads, Correct. magnum mm-hmm. loads, and then James, you were shooting a 300 wind mag with Two, a 200, 200 grain partition. Correct. Yep. And the deer that you shot, your impact velocity was 2,100 feet a second, give or take a little give bit. Give or take. Yep. And. With that bigger, heavier bullet, a lot of people would say, well, you know, you don't want to shoot a deer with a big 200-grain thirty caliber bullet because you're going to destroy all the meat. He's going to turn it inside out. Yeah, exactly, and that is 100% not know, the case. You know what, what happened? Because of velocity. It went in one side, perfectly symmetrical bullet hole. Yep. No extra damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It went through, totally annihilated the guts, mm-hmm. and came out the guts other side. meaning that... Or the, the boiler room. Vitals. Yeah, the vitals. Yeah, yeah. Not guts. Um, technically. I don't know. No. That's <laughs> what I want to stay out of. But. Anyway. Anyway. But, yeah, it but came out the other exit. side. And, you know, and I did hit a part of the the opposing, the very, very back of the, the opposite side. Mm-hmm. Shoulder blade. Shoulder blade. Yeah. And it punched right through. And right around where the bullet hit, you know, there was a little bit of broken bone. Yeah. And a little bit of bloodshot. Now, that was Very, very little bit. 400 yards. At 400 yards, yeah. Now, I shot my deer. The first one, the second mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. at like thirty yards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a little quartering away because it's one one of its front legs was a little bit back, and um, I shot right behind the front shoulder. It went through, took off the top of the heart, and went out right in front and below the front quarter. I mean, did it destroy any meat? Is that the shot that ripped a six inch hole in the hide? Though? No, that was the first no. one. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> uh, this shot, the because I was thirty yards away with like three thousand feet per second mm-hmm. velocity. It ripped a fist size hole mm-hmm. on the incoming side, and you know, and then like a half inch on the entrance, three quarter mm-hmm. diameter yeah. hole that on the was out. right in the center of the rib. Yeah, it was right in the center yeah. of the rib, and it just broke like three ribs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah. anyhow, I I had never seen anything quite like that. Where at it just, that it, it, angle with yeah. that much velocity, I've seen these deer hides tear multiple times yeah. like that. Where you it just where, and it's not the bullet hole that's that big. Yeah. Correct. It's, it's just the, the hide rips, and you get yeah. this big entrance wound. Yeah. If you're using a magnum caliber. The, the or, I'm sorry, Magnum cartridge yeah. that has that much velocity. Yeah. So it seems well, like if you're if you're anywhere below that three thousand feet a second or twenty eight fifty, if you're below that impact velocity, mm-hmm. your meat damage goes down quite a bit on these deer, like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and that's in general. I mean, not just on deer. In an know? ideal world, yeah. if I'm being totally honest, the ideal deer round. Would probably be something like a thirty out six. Oh yeah, with a hundred and eighty grain or even a two hundred grain bullet. Yeah, just to slow it down a little bit. Yeah, give you something a little bit of that your ma- that that your impact velocity even on a close shot wouldn't even be twenty eight hundred feet a second. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it'd probably be sub twenty six. Yeah, exactly. And so that that would be an ideal round for just deer 
you know, uh, meat preservation yeah. so that you're not ruining anything on, on your shots. Now, yeah. that being said, we are all extremely careful about not wanting to hit any of the quarters. Yes. Because if you do hit bone, they are lightly bodied enough yep. that you're going to carry all that bone all the way through that deer, and you're going to get a lot of bloodshot at that And point. that doesn't matter if you're shooting a 300 rum or a 6.5 PRC yeah. or a 30 out 6. Or a 270, whatever. Yeah. It's all yeah. going to do the same thing if you hit a shoulder yeah. or a hindquarter. You're going to lose yeah. a lot of meat. Yeah. So we are very, very careful to keep our shots out of the quarters on these deer. Yeah. So now that being, this kind of leads into something else I was wanting to talk about is the reason. So, you know, I was saying I don't, wasn't shooting the round that I typically shoot. Yes. Um, and there was a reason that I changed that over. Yes. I'm shooting the 200 gram partitions out of my 300 wind mag. And that is that there are still active bears yes. in this area. I was out and, here hunting two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. With my wife and buddy, Remy. Yep. And day three mm-hmm. out here last week, I saw a fresh set of bear tracks. Yep. Going in from the beach up a river. And my wife and I were hunting. We went up the river system a good ways following this deer trail. And there were two more sets of bear tracks mm-hmm. about a mile in. Yep. Two distinctly different sets of bear tracks from the ones on the beach. Yep. Both, uh, th- both the smaller ones, one of them was probably a seven-foot bear. One of them was, you know, a, even smaller than that, probably a six or six-and-a-half-foot bear, a real mm. small one. And then there was one that was a good ways back up the river system that was very likely in the eight-foot class, if not just above. Yeah. So, anyway, and that's a big bear for this particular area. Yep. So, I had inreached you guys the previous week and said, hey, I just saw extremely fresh in the last couple of days yep. three different sets of bear tracks in the same two-mile stretch yeah. of this river. Mm-hmm. And be prepared and bring a bear tag. You know, bring, yep. bring a locking tag for a brown bear just in case yep. you're deer hunting and we pump, if, if we bump into one yep. and it gets confrontational, even if you don't really want to shoot it, if mm-hmm. you have to dispose of it, you can at least tag it and it's yours. Yeah. Because yeah. there's, and there's not a lot. As long as it doesn't have cubs. Most you know? of them do sleep, right? Yeah. It's just, just, there's just a couple of. Yeah. Yeah. We saw one fresh pair of bear tracks. And so day. this week yeah. when we were hunting in our first couple of days, we went way up a river again, a different mm-hmm. spot from the ones that I'd seen with my wife. Yeah. yeah. And we met up on this gravel bar way up this river for lunch. And Mo and I stepped out on the riverbed, and sure enough, there's a within three day old because I'd been up that river a few days prior deer hunting, and that set of tracks wasn't there, mm-hmm. and there was mm-hmm. a fresh set of bear tracks from the last couple of days yep. in the snow on on the on the riverbed. So yep. in total, we saw four different sets of bear tracks yeah. that were all relatively recent at the time of sighting, but yep. we never saw any bears. Yeah. So, so you so you had sent me that inreach message, and that's actually why i went so yeah. i and i like the day before we left i was at the range and he's zeroing for a mm-hmm. different round yeah um because i just happened to have two boxes of these partitions left yeah so not ideal but um but you it's know. but it's a better option than your previous selection mm-hmm. of a 6.5 prc with three eldx's yeah. right with, with a 143 eldx yep which fantastic deer gun it's a great deer rifle not great bear gun yeah not ideal at all 
Yeah. So that, and that's not a reason, with that bullet selection. At least I'll say that. So. Yeah, I wouldn't want to shoot a deer with this or shoot a bear with a six-five PRC anyway. Yeah. No matter if you're shooting a Barnes one twenty-seven or not. I, yeah. That's just me. But that's really light round. But that's a reason why I carry kind of a middle ground mm-hmm. rifle, and Mo's is the same way. Yep. yep. Um, on these brown bears, you know, if if there was a bear that I was that I had seen and that I had a shot opportunity at, I would be okay shooting a bear in this area, mm. knowing what the size is going to be. I'd be okay with shooting a brown bear with a seven mag with a one fifty CX. Yep. It's a mono metal bullet. It's going to expand enough. You know, obviously it's going to expand to do its job. Mm-hmm. It's going to be close. I don't shoot bears at long range. It yeah. just, that's not how I, not how I operate. Yep. I'm going to be likely inside 120 yards. Yeah. Preferably 60. Uh, that's just me. Anyway, but a mono metal bullet placed in the ribs four inches behind the shoulder uh, in a perfectly broadside shot, I'm mm-hmm. going to put it four inches on the middle of the body, right behind the shoulder, four inches. Yep. And that monometal bullet, I would be surprised if I didn't find it underneath the hide of the offside, or if not, it just completely exited. Yep. Because you're just in the rib cage. Now, where that isn't an ideal setup is if you get a quartering shot. So you have to be a lot more selective with your first shot. Mm-hmm. With If I was going to be brown bear hunting specifically, I would carry one of my 375s yep. where I can shoot it through the front shoulder if it's quartering to me or shoot it through the diaphragm up through the lungs on a quartering away shot. Mm-hmm. You can't have that flexibility with a 7 mag, but you can make it work in a pinch. Yep. And it's enough gun that, you know, it, obviously in a charge, it's not ideal, but it's better than a 6.5. Yeah. It's throwing a little bit heavier bullet, and it's a monometal, like I said. And everything, yeah. And, you know, I shot that big buck, the second buck that I shot, mm-hmm. that big-bodied one. I shot him, like I said, right at the base of the neck, right above the sternum, mm-hmm. between the shoulders. I mean, mid-body height and straight in the middle of the body. And I actually punched right through the esophagus mm-hmm. on, on the entrance wound. And that bullet went, I mean... How many inches was that? I mean, that deer was the body was this, that the body yeah. was that long, and it went through yep. here to here. I would say at least three feet. Yeah, yep. I mean, it went completely lengthwise and then popped out. Yeah. So that to me, and that's through that's through bone on the entrance. Yeah. A lot of bone. It broke ribs on the entrance and that's the top like a, of the did sternum. Did you hit sternum? Yeah. 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 Just yeah. the top of the sternum, and then it went through. The lungs, mm-hmm. the diaphragm, the liver, the stomach, and all the guts, yeah. and then popped out. So that's a whole lot of resistance, and that was at 200 yards. I wouldn't shoot yeah. a brown bear at 200 yards. Yeah. So I have a lot of confidence with that gun, and, and like I said, I already mentioned, I've shot a pile of animals with that rifle. Mm. I'm really comfortable with it, and you even mentioned, man, those three shots when you were on the beach, they were just quick. Mm-hmm. That's because it's second nature with that gun. Yeah. I'm really familiar with that gun. I know what I'm doing with it, and I'm and that's there's something to be said for that. And, Mo, you're the same way with your gun. Yep. I'm getting that way, yeah. You know, if you have one gun, and then there's nothing wrong with having a multiple rifle battery. Mine, yeah. But, well, I haven't shot 22 deer with it either. That's collectively speaking. Oh, that's okay. sheep, well, I haven't caribou, shot yeah. animals either. But yeah. That's sheep, caribou, Not with that deer, rifle. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so that being said, that the seven mag with a one fifty mono metal, I think, is a, is a really good middle ground, 
the 300 Win Mag with the 165 mm. or the 180s uh, mono metal is a great option as well. Um, the 300 Win Mag with a 200 grain partition is a great middle round. As uh, you know, yeah, you just have that flexibility. A- yeah. And again, if you're selective with your shots on the deer and you're really picky about only hitting them in the ribs, yeah, then you'll be okay about it. If you are careless and you just shoot them as soon as you see them and you shoot them through the quarters, then you're going to be, yep. you know, you're, you're going to be tossing half of a quarter, if not more, on every single kill. Yeah. And that's just an unnecessary it's waste. Especially on an animal that's small. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And a big, yeah. big buck is over 100 pounds. Yeah. Average. Yep. They're, I, you know what? Let me, let me look in the Alaska fishing game regs and see what the average weight is. Even that the they, one that I they shot say. yesterday evening was, was, well, was over 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one yeah, I good. shot was. was oh, beefy. that was that was that a good one fifty yeah. probably. Let's see here. We'll see what the old the old regs say. Uh, but yeah, I I don't think one fifty. You don't think so? No, it, it was, was heavier beefy. than that wolf I shot. Yeah, it wasn't one fifty. Anyway, but yeah, so choosing but, choosing the right choosing the right cartridge is mm-hmm. really important and keeping bears in mind. Yeah. So. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Go into everything. You know, just being aware of the full picture of what you're hunting so mm-hmm. but let me i'm sorry i'm trying to find that just just sorry, the just other na- day navigating through just yeah. the other day i saw this in the regs and i i didn't pay attention to it oh, but... <laughs> need to but have yeah. like a little jingle here we'll get some jingles someday <laughs> all right so Bucks, 120 to 200 pounds. Does 80 to 120 pounds. That's for the Sitka black yep, deer. I see it right there. So, I, was, yep. I, think so mine, I would say mine was probably up there. Yeah, well, Yours was was probably 120 plus. But yours was... What, yeah, what, what's so, your... so my big one was the biggest bodied one that we shot. Mm-hmm. And that one, I couldn't hardly even pick up the front end of it yeah. by yeah. its legs. Yeah, because I helped you lift it into the boat. Yeah. It was heavy. That was a heavy, yeah. heavy 180 deer. maybe? I don't think so. Based on, I, mean, I weigh 190 mm. pounds. Well, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I guess these deer maybe aren't easy the, to pick up. At either. the ultimate high end of it, it might have been 140 or 50 pounds, mm. maybe. But all the rest of them were. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm curious, but but anyway. So anyway, we're get yeah. Back to uh, our evening here and and wrap some things up. So mm-hmm. yeah, we got to start packing but, up gear. Yeah, we're so we're gonna be hanging out here so for sad. a little bit longer, and we're gonna give it our best shot tomorrow morning before we're heading out. So the next time you guys hear from us, we'll be back in town. So yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so well, we're gonna okay. We'll be back in town by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll be, yeah, we'll be back. Be back home and unpacked and in the freezing cold of the yeah. interior. It's get, cold at home. Getting right ready now. for the rest of the holidays. So anyway. yeah, but cool. So yeah, we're gonna get out of here and. uh and we yeah. have more to cover on this that we'll break down in oh, yeah. future episodes. Yeah, in the next episode we'll we'll go through this a full, is just kind of full a, breakdown. Just kind of a a shotgun. Nope, you know. Yeah. Deer camp special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of a recap and so that we can yeah. remember everything too and say all yeah. of our details before we forget them. So yeah. all right. Well just uh, real quick, uh if you want to find see a lot of pictures from the hunt and stuff, you obviously follow the Northern Hunter on Instagram, Facebook, yep. et cetera. Yep. But if you want to see even more um, you'll find our personal Instagram listed mm. on the about page of the Northern Hunter under mm-hmm. a profile section of each of us. Yep. And, 
Yep, meet, Hope you yeah. like the podcast. If you do, if you want to help us out, give us a review. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Five stars, please. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for all the feedback so far. The show has been yep. doing really well. We've heard yeah. from we a couple of you. We've got some topics to talk about. We have some yeah. really exciting uh, partnership deals yep. to announce here coming up shortly. Up. we got some people that were that were uh, sweet gear yeah. we're joining up on with. this hunt. Yeah. A nice little. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah. you know, we do try to get back to everybody as fast as we can. We're not, yeah. we all are very busy. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, if you leave a comment, send us a message, you know, hit the little cont- contact right. button we on the website. We would appreciate um, a name, mm-hmm. like a real name. Yeah. It, you know, it helps. Uh, it, if it if help. you want to be anonymous, you can say it in the message too. We yes. don't have to yep. say a name. Correct. That, that, yeah. That's what we so, would we'd appreciate, yeah. we, you right. know, especially if we want to make contact with, with you again. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, thanks right for on. listening. All right. We'll catch you next week. Yeah. Have yeah. a good yeah. week, everybody. See you next time. Thanks, guys. All right, folks, we all know that one of the most common mishaps in hunting is damage to your rifle scope. Last year, I found the solution to that problem with the Stealthy Hunter rifle cover. It wraps around your scope and action securely to protect it from getting knocked off of zero or even severely damaged. Stealthy Hunter also has a glassing pad and a wide variety of supplements for the outdoorsman, such as protein powder, CBD products, turmeric, and gut health supplements. They also make a lightweight trauma kit weighing in at just 14 ounces that includes everything you need and nothing you don't for all of your backcountry medical emergencies. To shop all of their equipment and supplements, go to StealthyHunter.com and enter the discount code at checkout, The Northern Hunter, to save on your order today. All Stealthy Hunter equipment is proudly made in the USA.